So, I sat down last night after uh, getting Jared on a flight out this morning, getting that all booked and handling all the details. And um, I sat down and just said, okay, God, <laughs> what do you want to say? And um, thankfully, I've been walking with Jesus for a really long time that I knew um, before. I needed to hear any words. Um, I needed to just be with what was. Um, and so I just sat with what uh, I was feeling and brought my fear, brought my tenderness, brought my sadness, uh, brought my deep, deep gratitude um, for my father-in-law. Um, how can you not love a man named Steve Stevens? <laughs> actually his name. Um, just felt so much gratitude for him. Um, just held space for our family and then I felt peace. And I can say to you, that the peace of Jesus is a peace that passes all understanding. And those of you that have walked with him for many years, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it doesn't make sense, does it? That at the moments when you are um, scared and tender and uh, sad, that you can also experience peace. And that is what I felt. Um, and I felt instantly the prayer that we have been praying over the last month in this series uh, just seep deep into my soul. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as I let that prayer just seep deep into my soul, the very first image, um, the very first kind of impression that I felt right after that was of a big, long table with a feast on it. Uh, and it was a great image because uh, it was 7.30 and I was really hungry and hadn't eaten. <laughs> and so I just kind of stayed with uh, the image and just kind of stayed with, um, you know, what I felt the Lord was impressing on me. And as I just sat with the image of the table and the feast, I just felt, not necessarily audibly, but just a, a whisper from the Spirit. Jeannie, will you come to my table? Will you come to my table and will you stay in my presence? And so that's where I want to go today. I want to take us to the table. I want to take us to the communion table. And normally I spend uh, many days <laughs> on a message. Uh, this one, I have given a few hours to it. Um, and so I am praying that a long life with Jesus uh, is what's going to be the overflow uh, of this message right now. And for a moment, what I want us to do is I want us to actually look at 1 Corinthians 11. Um, you can grab your Bible if you want to, but I'm also going to put it up on the screen. Um, 1 Corinthians 11, and the reason that I chose to spend a few moments in this passage instead of the Lord's Supper account um, in the Gospels is because... 
I love how Paul records this because he records it actually in a letter to the church at Corinth. And this church in Corinth uh, was an amazing church. It was a growing church. It was a vibrant church. But it had gotten sideways on some very sacred and important practices. And one of those practices was the Last Supper, was the Lord's Supper and taking communion. And this very sacred act that Jesus taught us to do regularly had become kind of like a drive-through experience for the Corinthians. Um, It was no longer sacred to them. It, It wasn't something that was important. And so Paul writes them a letter trying to remind them what happens when we come to the table. And this is what he says in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. He says, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, He took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So every time we come to the table, every time we celebrate communion, we celebrate the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. But did you catch the word that was repeated a couple of times here in this passage? It was the word remembrance. Did you see that? And, and, you know, this is just a, a little note. Anytime you're reading scripture, anytime you're reading scripture on your own and you're reading something and you see something repeated, that is usually a good indication to pay attention. God wants to say something. He's, he's trying to underscore. He's trying to bold. He's getting out the heavenly highlighter to make sure that we pay attention to what's being said. And twice the word remembrance shows up in this passage. I love what Henry Nouwen says. He says, in communion, we remember the presence of the one who remembers us. In communion, we remember the presence of the one who remembers us. And that should offer us so much hope today because what that means is you and I are not forgotten. We have been thought of. We have been remembered by Jesus. And actually, practicing communion allows us to remember that we have been remembered. And and Jesus took something so common, something that we would see all the time so that we could remember all the time. He wants us to be people that are remembering people. So he took these common elements. He took wine. He took bread. He took a table, things that show up in our everyday ordinary lives. It's one of the reasons why I love Jesus so much. He took carbs and wine, right? <laughs> things I love. And, and, and so he's, he's a savior easy to follow. Um, but he said, every time you see these elements, every time you see bread, every time you see wine, when you come to any table, it's an opportunity to remember to remember what Jesus has done. And when we come to the table, I think most of us, we come to any table because we're hungry, right? (laughs) I mean, that's why I come to the table. I'm hungry and I want to eat. And when we come to the table, Jesus says, let your hunger be the gift that leads you to remembrance. 
that your very hunger can lead you to be a person of remembrance. St. Augustine says that Christ is the bread awaiting hunger. Christ is the bread awaiting our hunger. Jesus is looking and waiting and anticipating that you and I will grow hungry. And the reason we'll go, grow hungry is because we're human. We have needs. And, and what communion does is it's so much more than just a ritual that we should practice every so often. What communion does is communion literally brings us into union with Jesus. That's what communion means. Communion invites us to come into union with Jesus. And it is not the kind of meal that you can have in a drive-thru. It is not the kind of meal that you can eat on the go. It is a meal that draws us into the very presence of Jesus. And what remembrance does is it ignites an ability to experience restoration, to, to be recalibrated, to be revived in our lives. And I don't know about you, but I need some restoration, some recalibration, and some revival in my life. And what happens at the communion table is we are filled with those things because we're filled with Jesus. Communion isn't a quick fix. It's an invitation to come and to sit, to literally be at the feet of Jesus. And when we come and sit, we remember not just what the bread and the wine symbolize, that it symbolizes Jesus' body and blood, but we remember that it is our hunger that brings us to the table, that we will forever be people that are needy. If I were to think of the worst way for anyone to ever describe me, it would to be, Jeannie is needy. And yet that is what I am. I am needy. And so are you. And when we come to the table, we are reminded of our desperate neediness. We're reminded of our humanity. And when we are hungry at the table, we can see the cracks in the areas where we have become malnourished and we are in need of a filling from Jesus. And I wonder today what you have been filling yourself up on. And I wonder, would you be willing to linger at a table today where you can actually be filled with the bread of life? You see, people that linger at the table, people that drink in the presence of Jesus, people that savor every ounce of his company, people that stop and rest and slow down, these are people that feast. They feast. And when you feast on the faithfulness of God, you don't forget the faithfulness of God. But I think many of us, myself included, we often don't feast on the faithfulness of God. We just kind of snack on spiritual things. 
And I wonder if we have become spiritual snackers instead of spiritual feasters. Because I think so often what ends up happening is we start looking for just a, a, a quick note or a, a quick verse that can kind of tow us out of whatever spiritual rut we have found ourselves in. And we think, oh, if I can just get that quick little hit or that quick little fix, that, that will solve it. Or we rely on Instagram inspirations to just kind of inject us with a dose of positivity and possibility. Oh, that's a good, good quote. I'll, I'll retweet that. That's like spending time with, with Jesus right there. Or, or we pump ourselves up on podcasts and sermons thinking that that is time with Jesus. Friends, that's a podcast and a sermon. It's not time with Jesus. We numb ourselves out on Facebook and we just kind of scroll all the while. Jesus is saying, would you turn your face to me where I can see you and I can receive you and I accept you just as you are. So many of us, are, our bookshelves are filled with books and books and books about God all the while the very book that is from God has dust all over it because we refuse to just sit and be and, and spend time with him. And I wonder if we have become spiritual snackers. And spiritual snacking, it leaves us spiritually lacking. That's what it does. And we get those little hits and we get those little fixes and we get those little snacks and it holds us off for just a moment, right? But it doesn't fill us. doesn't allow us to be in the very presence of Jesus that can fully receive us as we are and nurture us as we are. And I wonder today if perhaps the reason that you are here and and the reason that I am here is to come and feast at the table. To come and sit at the feet of Jesus and to linger for a while. Stay in his presence for a while to stop snacking and to feast, to feast in his presence. And Jesus says, come and remember me. Stay at my table. Bring your hunger to my table. You know, we live in a world that prides itself on not having any needs. We live in a world that keeps going and powers through and at the table we get to experience true rest. At the table, we get to experience the fullness of our vulnerability. We get to experience safety. We get to experience being seen just as we are, not as we think we should be. And at the table, divisions start to evaporate, don't they? Because when you come to the table, you know what makes everybody the same? We're all hungry. We're all hungry. And all those things that we think make us different, we're all the same at the table. We're all hungry for Jesus. I'll be honest, it is one of the things that I most love about Alpha here. It's because we start every Alpha with a meal. We start every Alpha with a meal because it's a space and a place where we can come as we are. We can bring our questions. We can bring our doubts. We can bring our curiosities. We we can bring our wonderings. And we bring it to the table. And in community, we realize we are all the same. We all need to be filled by God. And we start every Alpha with a meal. 
It's why we're so serious about getting everybody in this church to be a part of Alpha, to be a part of what God is doing at Alpha. Maybe you've gone through it. If you've gone through it, bring a friend to Alpha. If you don't have any friends, find somebody today and say, you're my friend. I'm bringing you to Alpha. <laughs> because something happens at the table. A friend of mine says that the, the genius of the communion table, of the bread and the wine, is that the bread is the food of the poor and wine is the drink of the privileged. And every time we see those together, we are reminded that what we share is what we share and we don't need to look at what divides us. And when we come to the table, we all come because we are hungry. We all come because we need to be filled. And I wonder what our lives would look like if we became remembrance people. Regularly remembering the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. I know this much, it would not stay in this room. It would seep out of these walls and it would spread all throughout this city and they would start to say, what is up with those remembrance people? While they are still hungry, somehow they've been filled. And it is only through Jesus that happens. Only through Jesus. And so I want to invite us to the table today. And I don't know about you, uh, when you gather around tables, um, we try really hard as a family. Life is busy and full and lots of schedules, but we try really hard to have dinner together at least five nights out of the week. And it's a no cell phone zone, uh, no phones allowed at the table, no distractions at the table. Um, and we go around the table and we share our highs and our lows of the day. But Jared and I started feeling like we wanted our kids to be able to be present with what was actually going on in their lives in that now moment. Um, because a high and the low of the day kind of has you go back into the past. When was a high moment? When was a low moment? And so we started adding this question to the dinner conversation. Um, we started asking our kids, what's here now? If you were to know me in this now moment, you would know that what's here now is this. And then we just share what's going on inside of our heart and inside of our soul and inside of our lives at that now moment. And what I love about communion is Jesus just looks at every one of us and says, son, daughter, what's here now? What's here now? What's going on in your heart? What's going on in your mind? What's going on in your lives? What are you afraid of? What's preoccupying your thoughts? What's here now? And if I were to tell you what's here now, what's here now is tenderness for me. What's here now is fear. What's here now is sadness. And what's here now is peace. And I trust that God's will will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. And I will tell you, it has taken decades of walking with Jesus to be able to say that sentence and mean it. And so I wonder, what's here for you now? Because Jesus welcomes it to the table. So I invite our host team to come forward, and they're going to start to distribute the elements to you. And you can just pick up a cup and pick up a piece of bread. We want to give you the gift of space, the gift of time, to just be and linger at the table with Jesus. To answer that question, Jesus, here's what's here for me right now. Here's what's going on inside of my heart. Here's what's going on inside of my mind. Maybe you even want to run through the prompts from the prayer last week where you can pray through releasing your will and restoring your trust. And Jesus, would you remove my sin and renew my life? But as you receive the elements, I just want to invite you to hold them in your hand and then we will take them together. But I want to invite you into this sacred space to linger at the table, to be in the presence of Jesus. And some of you, this may be brand new to you. And I would invite you to just bring whatever is going on in your life, whether you know Jesus or you're just getting to know Jesus, and let him be with whatever it is that you're experiencing. And then in a moment, I will lead us through taking the elements together.